ready in חמש, ארבע, שלוש, שתיים. Let's talk tours. I think the second show in Portland, there's maybe like 20 tickets left on that. Rohnert Park is gone. Chicago Park West Theater. I can't see the dates. What's the date in Park West? Nidoff. April 29th. And then the Turner Balls That's Room. April 30th. In Milk Jockey Jizz Consent. <laughs> yep, right there. And then the Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. What a, what a short, easy thing to say. Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. Charlestown, West Virginia. What date? That's May 13th. And then in September, I do Comedy Vex downtown in Colorado. Have you done that room yet, Jen Fullweiler? I'm there next week. I've been there soon, yeah. <gasps> yeah. ChristinaPOnline.com for tickets. Also, if you haven't already, please check out my brand new lipstick. I made this in Italy. It took months and months to develop. Um, it's got the magnetic cap so that it doesn't open and destroy your purse. And the color is the perfect red because I've been wearing red lipstick like a whore since I was 13. And I have perfected what I think is the most beautiful shade. And um, they sell out super fast. We just got in a bunch from Italy. So they are ready to be sold now. ChristinaPOnline.com. Moving along. I met this woman at uh, Cab City Comedy Club. She runs her own night there here in Austin. And um, she's a great story, and she's hilarious. Jen Fowler, everybody, Jen Fowler. I I am so excited to be here. Oh. This is so exciting. Oh. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Thanks. You're fantastic. Can I just say I spent so long doing my smoky eye oh, just so for good. you, but oh. I didn't have time to do my hair, so I just kind of like brushed it out. No, so. you look fantastic. Um, well, thank you. But I need to be wearing your lipstick. You That's, sure? I haven't gotten. I'm it yet. gonna I don't give know what you my one. My problem is. It's off on the way Amazing. Thanks, bro. Okay, thank it you. is. It's worth being on the show just to get the lipstick. I mean, I'm really <laughs> excited sweet. about that. And a smoky eye. It's tough to do. Yeah, I've been working on it for months. Like, you I've spent a stupid me. amount of time on it. Like, it's re- I'm, like, on TikTok all the time watching watching these 12-year-olds show yes. me how it's done. <laughs> Can I tell you that TikTok, not only do I learn about North Korea. Yeah. And I, I learn about... <laughs> and cur- eyeshadow. And, yeah, I learn current events. I learn about what's happening in the world. And then I... Mascara tutorials and fake eyelashes is what yes. I'm really into right yes. now. Yes, yes. Cool. Fake eyelashes are everything. I'm wearing just you know, drugstore eyelashes. Yeah. They're good. Yeah, I got the drag queen, queen kind. That, the, you know, the just drags. really baba boom. Yeah. <laughs> Those bitches know what they're doing. So <laughs> you have the, the, the craziest story. We were talking in the comedy club. Tell the mothers listening what you have going on at home. Okay. Uh, I, I had six babies in eight years. No <laughs> twins. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so I have six kids. I'm an only child. My husband's an only child. My dad was an only child. We have no idea what we're doing. We are absolutely winging it. Um, And, uh, yeah, every day is a new adventure in learning that I'm not good at running a household (laughs) with a big family. But it's fun. I mean, it's a lot of fun. But it has, uh, someone was like, oh, is your house like Brady Bunch? No, it's more like Animal House. (laughs) It kind of has that vibe, you know. So let's break down the ages and the genders. Ooh, is this a quiz? Of Uh, of the kids. Okay, hang on. Hang on. Let's see. It is. um, Okay. Uh, Oldest is 18, boy. Okay. And then a girl, 16, 
girl 15, girl 14, girl 12 almost, and then boy nine. And I apologize to my children if I got any of that wrong. Genders, ages, like this is off the top of my head here. So So this, you've got two boys and then the sandwich meat is all girl. All four girls. So yeah, I have four basically teen girls in the house. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. And you look great. You look like you're sleeping. (laughs) So this is all the TikTok makeup tutorials that you're seeing. All smoke and mirrors here. So why did you choose to have so many children? Did you choose or what happened? Well, yeah, well, I'm often very mouthy about the fact that I just kind of reject the concept of like planning pregnancies, whatever. A bunch of my pregnancies were surprises, but I I just, I think because my husband's an only child, I'm an only child. Isn't it weird? My kids will never have cousins. I will never be an aunt. He'll never be an uncle. And so, I mean, this is it for extended family. This is it. And so it just, it sounded good. It was, um, (laughs) well, I'll be honest. It was a living hell when they were little. They were so cute, but I'm not good at the baby toddler thing. I know you're not either. That's not- my phase. I would have done so much better with a Downton Abbey. Like if I could have just had eight nannies and a chef and a driver, I think I would have actually really thrived in that season. (laughs) Uh, But as it was, uh, that was, I kind of had a panic attack about every day, but now it's a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, we did, I converted to Catholicism and I just kind of threw out the contraception to stay on brand. And that's what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just want to keep up the Catholic stereotype. Which is, but, but but like, so what? Like, this, you've one life. Like, I, the way I see it too, because I I had my first kid super late at 38 years old. And then I was like, should we just go in for another? And it's like, yeah, just go all in. Like, you only live once. You don't want to regret. And fuck it, you're Catholic. Great. Have the kids. They have a good family. You obviously enjoy it. Great. But okay, so so how old are you when you start having children? So like, do you have the energy for it? Yeah, I did. Well, no, no, no. I've always been a low energy person. I was twenty seven. <laughs> By the way, so this is a tip. Can I offer a tip please. to your listeners? And you can okay. say anything you if, want. Listen, here's how to feel amazing in your forties. Okay, um, be a raging alcoholic in your twenties. <laughs> Just party every night. Yeah. Eat junk food. Yeah. Live off of airport junk food twenty four seven. You will have. You, you can get fibromyalgia. You can get all sorts <laughs> of great stuff. You can be puffy and kind of fat. Sure. And then when you stop all that, once you have kids, like heading into your forties, you'll feel amazing. Yeah. So that. So I was. <laughs> I actually sort of didn't have the energy for it because. I mean, okay, here's one little vignette. Right before uh, I found out I was pregnant, my husband and I went to a housewarming party and our friends had just gotten a wine refrigerator. So we brought enough wine to fill the wine fridge, but we drank it all before we left. So we left them with nothing for their wine fridge. So that was me. So just the, I think the withdrawal I went through in my first pregnancy, I was a blob. So I so did nothing. Like I never got out of bed. Yeah. Oh, and then you found out yeah. you're pregnant. And then yeah. you had to stop doing all those yeah. behaviors. Yeah, so and it so I didn't good. have a ton of energy, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. So, so you pu- so so baby number one comes out, and that's yeah. your boy. Yeah, boy. Yeah. And then you get pregnant in the same year, or it was he was probably a little over a year when I got pregnant with with the second one. And see, I'd had this crazy doctor tell me I'd never be able to have kids without. What? Yeah, she said I had PCOS, and I and I did. It was confirmed with endocrinologist, wow. all that. Um, I still send them Christmas cards just to be. <laughs> 
petty. <laughs> um, they were like, you're never going to be able to have kids without this, this, this. So I did really? want to have. Wait, yeah. hold on. So they said you had, what is PC, uh, polycystic people. ovarian syndrome? And they told yeah. you you would what, be infertile or that if you wanted to have children. Yeah, they said I'd have to. What is it? It's like uh, it's maybe not metformin, but something like that. They said you'll have to do this whole cocktail of drugs and all of that. And, and I remember I looked this doctor she's here in Austin. I looked her in the eye. And I said, um, so I am just going to level with you that I have about six cocktails a day, about five days a week. Um, and Cheetos are currently a major food group for me. Do you think that has anything to do with my lack of fertility and PCOS? And she said, no, it's a medical condition. And yeah, she sent sure. me to an endocrinologist who said the same thing. And so I thought, uh, well, I didn't, what if I just tried it? Like, what if I tried giving up coffee and alcohol and all that? So I went on this health kick. I, got, I went into such withdrawal. I thought I had cancer. I mean, it was wow. so I slept. I was like a newborn. I slept like 16 hours a day and still napped. It was insane. But it did seem to reverse the PCOS. But so then, so a little bit later, I was kind of back to drinking. I got pregnant with my first kid, but that's why I kind of rushed it with my second because I, I had been told this was going to be very difficult for me. And so I, uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to, I thought I'd only be able to have two kids. So I just wanted to hurry up and try. That's amazing. So you were told it's not going to happen. Yeah. I love how like, it's so interesting to me that the medical community never takes into account or not never, but they, they wouldn't take into account like things like your diet or your daily, whatever yeah. it is you're doing to yourself. Yeah. Of course that's going to affect fertility yeah. and right. what's possible. Okay. So then you, you, you're, you got your first baby, you're in, you're out of the woods. Like it's, you're, you're done with that first year. And then maybe baby number two comes. Baby along. number two. And then it got really fun because I got a deep vein thrombosis and oh. I was diagnosed with this rare and serious blood clotting disorder. When they found out I inherited it from both parents, because it's pretty rare, they said, did your parents meet at a family reunion? I mean, this yeah. <laughs> never, they actually can't study what happens when you have two copies of the gene because nobody does except for me and some inbred people. So, uh, yeah. And so the doctor said, you absolutely cannot have more kids. It'll, it'll really put your life at risk. And um, I was like, yeah, but what if I did? You know, yeah. <laughs> what, what if I kept going? Because I did my own research and it was basically, I mean, you just, you just have to take shots. You have to take blood thinning shots. Um, fast forward, though, turns out they, they had more of a point than I thought they did because in my sixth pregnancy, um, I got bilateral pulmonary embolisms, like my lungs filled with blood clots. It's, and it's normally fatal. They didn't know how I lived through it. And I could just see the doctors were telling me I might not live through the day because they, they didn't know if they could fix it in time. I was pregnant with my sixth baby in eight years. And, but what I could see on their faces is they were trying so hard not to be like, bitch, I told you so. Yeah. <laughs> like, Cause yeah. they told me not to have so many kids. Jesus Christ. So by the sixth pregnancy, <laughs> like, are you, are I was you dying? I was dying. Okay. So yeah. you are, you are over. I mean, I, I imagine either goes one way or the other where you're just like, I'm so used to being pregnant. No, no, it, no, I never got used to it. It, it was, it was tough. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't. So by like baby number four, you, you never had the thought of like, 
Did you did it? Did you guys ever think like, should we slow down? Or yeah, I thought that, and then it would yeah. be like, ah, oh, there's a positive pregnancy test. Because uh. <laughs> you know, so with Catholics, there are all of these ways that you can track fertility and know, you know, how and when to avoid pregnancy. We use a method called the Fulweiler guesstimation method. <laughs> it has about a twenty percent effectiveness rate, and so I, I mean, after most pregnancies, I'd be like, I'm serious this time. I'm overwhelmed. I'm having panic attacks every day that we need more space no more of this yeah. and, and then i'd get pregnant <laughs> oh my god and did you have help no uh, i i will say okay i will say we made the decision to uh put down roots in one place and we convinced my mom and and eventually joe's my, my husband is joe to to move near us so my mom was around now she worked full time she wasn't able to help all the time but she was kind of an extra pair of hands and and that you know, I we'd thought about moving to L.A. or New York, especially when I was at Sirius XM. I mean, obviously that would have been the move for my career, but we had a support system, yeah, and I thought you know, and again, my mom couldn't babysit during the day and things like that, but we could occasionally do a date night. We could occasionally take a weekend trip with her help, and I thought, I know, screw my career, like I need this help, you know. Yeah, and also, yeah, and also I think it's a huge myth that women can do everything at yeah. the same time. It's just yeah, really, it's, be real. men can. <laughs> <laughs> right? They don't seem to yeah. have a problem, but if you're the mom, like, sorry, it's yeah. not going to all happen at the same time. And right. I think luckily now we're in such a lovely time of show business where you can be over 40 and have a career. It's not the death of you to be an actual woman, right? Um, which is great. So anyway, okay, so how... Like I, I have two little boys, four and seven, and I can't imagine, and we have a nanny that comes Monday through Friday, but she does, you know, she leaves what, like at four or something. And, and you're like, please stay. Yeah. God, please stay. And I'm alone with my boys, like, um, you know, every weekend. And I'm so, I mean, like this past weekend, like there's just some mornings you wake up and you're like, I can't. I can't, I can't, I can't. Like, I just need to take a shit alone. I just, and of course, that's when your kid gets to be the neediest. And they're oh, like, what are you doing, mom? I want to go to bed. Yeah. And you're like, bang, I'm going to That's fucking... like the SWAT team on the door. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm going to lose my mind. So, like, how did you do it with six? I'll just be honest. Uh, not well. And there was a lot of chaos. And, um, I mean, it did, your husband travels. So, that that is, the one of the things I had going for me is, my husband didn't travel for work, but he did work in downtown Austin. We live in the suburbs, so he didn't get home till 7 p.m. Oh, and I remember God. watching the clock, and it would be like, mm -hmm. it's 6.23. Tick tock. Mm. Tick tock. 6.24. Help. I almost punched in the face people who said it goes by so fast. Oh, my like, God. Wait, wait, my oldest is now 18. People are like, can you believe it? I'm like, yes, I feel like I've been a parent yeah. for a thousand years. <laughs> yes, yes. Same. I can absolutely believe it. People say that stupid shit. You may go fast. I'm like, you're not spending enough time with your kids. <laughs> right, like, if yeah. you think it's I know, going Somebody so has bad. multiple nannies. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh -huh. I... I, yeah, it does not for me. Like my older seven, and I'm like, yeah, I was there for every fucking day of it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm stoked you're yeah. seven. Yeah. I love you, but yeah. my god. No, I think some. I I believe <sighs> that every woman has a phase of children that she's best at. Yeah, and some women love babies. They say, oh, I my know. baby's five months. I can't. Oh, it's so sad. I'm like, oh, this is. I'm not cut out for this. I don't know what I'm doing. 
And uh, for me, the, I'm realizing I'm teens are great. I love having oh, teens. It's wonderful. Yeah. And, and I think you will too. It's a lot of fun. It really is. I kind of wasn't kidding when I said my house has almost a animal house vibe. I, I mean, it. it's, I'm, I'm more like the head roommate than a real you know, <laughs> disciplinarian mom, and it's a lot of fun. But yeah, no, I mean, I'll just be honest. I struggled all the time, and I I, I probably should have gotten on anti-anxiety med. I was really oh. anti-meds, and I, I wish I hadn't been because I think I, – I wish they still prescribed – uh, Harried Housewives Valium. If someone would have given me a Valium prescription, that could have been, it, it could have made it all come together. You I know? know. I was on TikTok, my yeah, educational yeah, source, yeah. and I was, there's this girl that um, goes, here's a day in the life of a 1940s or 50s housewife. Yeah. And it's like, she basically wakes up, God damn it, cooks for the whole family and then spends the entire day cleaning and then the kids and the husband come home for lunch so she has to prepare lunch and then after that it's clean up after lunch and then go to the grocery store to get dinner and they and all those women not all of them but whatever a majority were medicated they they had to take mother's little helper there's a reason that stone song exists because can you imagine the boredom a that's not very intellectually stimulating but the monotony and then it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of physical labor. Yes. It's a lot of work yes. on top of taking care of the kids. Well, you know what I've often Ugh, thought is so interesting is that imagine. it's in the 1940s and the 1950s that you first see the suburban model develop. That wasn't there before World War II. And I think it's not a coincidence that that's when books like The Feminine Mystique and, and about the housewives being miserable came out. Because before then, it was so many people lived rural. Like my great grandmother, mm. she didn't see her kids. She literally didn't see them. She'd send them outside to run around the farmland. And yeah, she had some things to do, but her husband was also working on the farm. So it wasn't like her husband was out being an advertising executive, doing right. something really intellectually stimulating. I, I always say, like, Everyone back before the 1940s was it instead of stay at home mom, working mom, they were all a try not to die today parent. <laughs> they, right. they was, it was sheer survival. survival and yeah. so it, it's really just in the 50s that you see suddenly people could have cool, fun careers, but it was only the men. And women were in the suburbs. And so they didn't have that farmland to let their kids go run around. Mm. That's when you see women start to really lose their minds with staying home with kids. It's mm. when we move from kind of an agrarian society to this suburban model. How do you know this? I, you, I'm really, in, this? I was an I anthropology major for a while. So I studied human history. And Amazing. All of so that. let's talk about this. Oh, I'm so into this. Yeah. So this is fascinating to me because I'm like, and also too, biologically, I think it's great to have kids at 16. Yeah, I know. It's pretty, it is because yeah. that's when your body, yeah. it, you the bounce, the snapback or whatever is yeah. quick. And then your mother would raise the kid for you. Yeah. I'm assuming that's what happened back in the olden days. You Typically, you had a village. I mean, if you look at any time and place in human history before about a thousand years ago, and the last thousand years is like, 0.01% of human history, you people lived geographically close to each other. There was mm. this village model. So yeah, you probably have a baby at 16, 17, but you would have nieces and nephews running around who would argue about who gets to hold the baby. Right. You were not the sole caretaker Isolated. of your kids. Women would go down to the water well together. They would trade information. They'd gossip about their husbands and, and, and information like, my one of my kids is acting crazy. Is this normal? Is this not normal? Great information flow. And then again, you'd have, or there would be an elderly grandmother who lived in your house and she couldn't do much, but she could hold mm-hmm. a baby. 
-hmm. So you were not responsible solely 24-7 for the needs of your kids. And that is what our brains are designed to expect. And so the modern woman's brain is like, what in the hell when she looks around at her life? Because this is not what we're evolved to expect. No. And it's funny because my my parents are European, right? They're from Hungary. And my dad, when I was like 17, 18, wanting to leave the house, was just flabbergasted. He's like, why would you leave at 18? Like you grow up, you you literally live at home in Hungary until you get married. Or maybe your husband moves in with you even. And Uh because properties... You don't just like have a grip. They don't have the credit system or whatever. So you like you grow up in the apartment that your great, great, great grandfather grew up in or whatever. And that's where you raise your kids. And it's the village thing again. So in America, too, like I don't have family. I have fucking family in Hungary. They're not going to help me with my kids. <laughs> right. I don't have. Okay, that'll a, make a tough date night to drop them yeah, off there. Yeah. yeah. I have nobody in, in especially in Austin. So <sighs> it's like so hard. So it's so much so hard. the mental load of what you're talking about. And I agree. And then you have a generation of women who have had careers. Like I, I had a full career before I decided to have children. So that's wacky. Like, oh my god, I was a person. And then now I'm a mother and you have to reconcile these two very crazy identities. And and it's a complete identity shift. Yeah. Well, and complete. I I think it wasn't meant to be because, again, if you had the village model, you would have more mental space because imagine you're walking down to the water well, whatever. You're hanging out with your four sisters and your grandma, your your aunts. Yeah, grandma. So you're conversing with them. The kids are all running around in a herd with the older teen girls, you know, watching them. Grandma's holding the babies. So you have that mental space to do some executive level thinking, use that higher level of your brain of kind of, who am I? What am I into? What is my role in this village? That sort of thing. And the, but I I think the amount of mental energy it takes to raise kids without a village, without a support system, of course we lose ourselves. We don't have time to think about anything other than, wait, you wanted a snack? No, you wanted a snack. Okay. Oh oh, no, your diaper is the one that needs to be changed. Uh, we were not meant to use 98% of our brain power in a given day towards this effort. This it's, it's unnatural. And I always tell moms, if you feel like you are going insane, it's because you're living in a very unnatural situation. You're doing your best in a very unnatural situation. Oh my God. That's so true. Or even like the other day. So even at four and seven, like I'm sitting there, I finally sit down and eat my plate of food and the little one is like, I got to take a dump. You got to wipe my ass. And I'm like, I just sat down and now I'm about to go smell shit and wipe your ass. And like, it's fucking relentless. That's that it's moment relentless. when you're about to eat. Oh, my God. And I almost turned into the Incredible Hulk a couple indies, times yeah. in that moment. When I'm so Because you haven't had a I chance mean, to eat. Yeah. And you're like, uh, please. Uh, just, just as the delicious food is I, about to hit your lips. It's like, mommy. I need <laughs> like, something. <sighs> But how did you even sleep when you had like a one? So you had a one-year-old, a newborn. I'm like trying yeah. to even like scale it. So, okay, hold on. So at one point you had like a six-year-old, a five-year-old, a four-year-old, a three-year-old, a two-year-old. I usually had three kids in diapers. I spent a decade Fuck. with three kids in diapers. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I didn't sleep much. And... um I was addicted to coffee. I had anger management issues. I mean, it was crazy. And we homeschooled for a while, too. Jen, and, well, I uh, don't. Yeah. Listen, I love the idea of homeschooling. I like how this keeps getting worse. Like yeah, your producers like, are like, like, they're going to need some Valium just hearing about my life. It's just so much work to homeschool. It's so much. How Not did the you? Way I did it. Oh, you're like, here we, we did. Well, we did kind of an independent learning 
model Fine. where it, it was pretty relaxed. Well, I did it so they could travel with me on tour. Mm. Um, that was that was the impetus. Well, then that worked out for you then. That's, yeah. that's smart. They were my free labor. It was kind of funny. That's great. I would literally have my 12-year-old daughter with a clipboard like, telling the guys, okay, no, we need the, we need the gels, the blue gels on the lights. Good. <laughs> literally. But don't you feel like I've, now that I'm... Like, you know, you get to an age where you see the matrix and you're like, oh, yeah, actually, I think what you made your kids do will benefit them more in the long run than sitting and being a docile learner in a classroom. And then they get in the real world and they're like, oh, none of this shit mattered. Oh, I went to college and none of this shit mattered. I'm I'm just going back down to being a server again, but I've got this bachelor's degree in in anthropology. I'm brilliant. So what? Make money, shithead. Yeah. Nobody yeah. cares how brilliant you are, yeah. especially in this country. Make money, asshole. So like, that is yeah. Well, they're in school now, so they're learning all of that now. All right. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. good. So did you? Uh, was there? There had to have been a point where you hated your husband <laughs> when you're just in the dark rocking these children. Actually, no, because I. So I have a theory that I have a lot of theories. As you Please, know, I have a theory. you thought about this. You've got lots of time to think. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I live in my head. I, I have a theory that, that couples either tend to thrive during good times or they thrive in crises. Mm. And my husband and I we're that kind of couple. We are amazing in a crisis during those years. We hardly ever fought. I mean, it was wow. it was a well-oiled machine. I mean, not not inter- the house was a disaster, but in terms of our interactions, what's funny is then once things got easier, the youngest kid got older, my career was taking off, and and things were getting better. That's when we started fighting because we 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 don't do as well, um, kind of in boom times. We do right. better. We you do better in crisis, in crisis mode. Yeah, which is kind of accurate because that's what having small children is you're it's in a crisis yeah it's a constant crisis survival mode and um yeah I, no one no one prepared me for that where you're oh, like oh wait a minute you're adding a, a third person to your relationship and then a fourth person well, well that's the thing we've lost that generational wisdom think yeah. about what your great-great-grandmother had in hungary first of all there was she probably lived near her family there was information flow of her five great aunts and her six aunts and you know her grandmother saying okay this is what it, it's going to be like and then also just think about the recipes that were passed down you know yeah. honey if you're having a bad day this is what the women of our generation always do yeah. I'm like, i don't know i'm just buying cookbooks off of amazon and nothing was passed down to me i don't know you know i know so hard we're, we're like reinventing the wheel in motherhood it's we don't have any of the generational wisdom that's true and because of the work so like World War is it so so correct me if I'm wrong industrialization happens women mm-hmm. go into the factories the men are off at war yeah and we start working mm-hmm. now put that piece how does that fuck up motherhood well I I think it was I think the the big thing that impacted is because the, the women came out of the factories when the men came home and but that did change the economy. There was an expanded economy where now mm. you could do cool things to make money instead of, you know, back in the day, it was like, do you want to dig ditches or be a blacksmith? <laughs> I mean, this idea, sometimes I read historical novels where it was like a woman in the year 1200 yearning for a career. It's like, it's like, no. like there were four careers in your yeah. crappy little village. Like <laughs> no such thing. But I, I think my I, from what I understand, the Industrial Revolution really expanded our economies. That's when you start to have some really cool jobs develop. But there was 
there's still that idea of, well, the women are, they're taking care of the kids. And I think that's when you, well, it is when you really see the feminist movement start to take off because I think women were noticing like, whoa, 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 okay. So this is a new thing that people get to have careers that don't kill them and are fun. Uh, <laughs> hello. Yeah. <laughs> We'd like to be in on that, you know, and that it makes sense that there was a lot of that resentment and anger for a long time. And now we're trying to figure it out after like, how do we, how do, how does one work and have a family? And it's just so much. I know. It's so crazy. And I, I really believe that hiring help should be up there with expenses like the electricity bill. I mean, sometimes you just can't, I've had plenty of times when I just could not have help, but a lot of women think, well, I'm staying home with the kids. So even if we had a little extra room in the budget, I, I could never justify that. No, no, no. If you are staying home with the kids, all the more that you you need help more than anyone. And again, sometimes you can't afford it. But I really want to change our culture that there's this culture of shame around hiring help because I look at it like you are hiring the village that you were designed to need. Because it's kind of like, okay, a thousand years ago, people didn't have a grocery budget because there were no grocery stores. Everyone was a serf working for their lord on a farm. I mean, there, there weren't grocery stores. You just lived off of the land. So this is a new expense as part of modern life. You have to have so a grocery true. budget. So I look at it like you need a village budget. You should have a village. Thank you don't you. have one. Put it in the budget up there with groceries. You need a village. Hire one. What's up, Fullweiler? Hell yeah. That's what my strength told me when I had mom guilt about hiring a nanny because like I, my mom had died. I don't have family. So I was like, I want to do this right. And then I had mom, mom guilt about hiring a nanny and she was like, yeah, but you're supposed to have a mom. You're supposed yeah. to have a grandma. You're yeah. supposed to have aunts, you have aunts yeah, and somebody. nieces who come over and have cousins. Yeah. You have yeah. Nobody. So like, That's so hard. and in some ways, when you hire help, it's better than the family because they'll do it the way you want it. And there's no baggage. You can be like, okay, bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Yeah. And that's it. And the other thing is, I, I think it's really healthy for kids to be around other adults as caretakers because that's what kids were designed to need so that they, that the other caretakers can model different personality types, Absolutely. different skills. For example, I did, I had an incredible nanny who actually became my podcast producer oh. for many years. Yeah, from nanny to podcast producer. It's a, it's a funnel it's there. Amazing. And, uh, but she's great at music. She's a musician. So she would come over to the house with her guitar and she'd be playing songs. My husband and I aren't musical at all. So our kids got exposed cool. to this. She, she's like a bohemian, free spirit, yes. artist, musician. So they got that whole influence. And that's another thing's mom, that's another thing that moms do is they put this pressure on themselves. Like, I have to model for my kids. I, I have to take them camping and teach them music and teach Everything. them how to dance and teach them how to play fiddlesticks and, and Monopoly. And it's like, you weren't meant to model every single possible thing for your kids. No. Your kids were meant to be around other women, aunts, uncles, nieces, people like that who can model all these different things for them. Moms weren't meant to be all things to their kids. No. Because that's, and that's another benefit you get from having a nanny is they can be a different type of, of role model. Definitely, because they're going to gravitate towards the personality type that makes sense for them anyway. Yeah. Like you can't force the kid to be whatever uh, way. I agree. That's, a, that's good. And also my shrink was like, you also can't be there all the time. It's yeah. physically not, and you're not doing them any favors because they should have to f- like figure some stuff out on their own. I'm like, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking interesting, man. It's a trip. The whole thing's a trip. Yeah. And one more thing on that is yeah. that uh, kids Let's weren't, I, they weren't designed 
to have their moms fussing over them 24-7. It's not You good. were talking about how much women worked in the 1950s. Imagine this. Imagine if you, it's 500 years ago, you're living on a farm, and your kids want chicken nuggets. Yeah. You're going out to the chicken coop and, you know, grabbing yeah. Clucky the chicken. Like, you're the one who turns it from, like, the clucking chicken yeah. to nuggets. That's a lot of work. Yeah. You're, like, plucking feathers, cutting chickens' heads off. I mean, moms were busy. Yeah. Children were not evolved to need their moms to fuss over them 24-7. And, like, being entertainment director, like, if, no, during summers, dog. moms think, oh, I have to do this, I have to do that. Moms were not meant to be entertainment director. They never had time to do that. That was the village. They Kids would play with other kids, like... And anyway, okay. Free as play. You can say, as you can tell, I have a lot to say about no, that. No, I, because I, I, it's important to talk about this stuff. I think free play is really important. I like it when my kids do nothing. I think that's yeah. really important. Being bored is fantastic. It's wonderful. I know. I don't like overscheduling. I've decided I have a no extracurriculars fucking policy right now. I'm not doing yes. it. I don't I, care. We do that too. I'm not doing it. We do that too. If they're really interested in something, I'll sign them up. But unless there's a real interest, I'm yeah. not going to. Yep. Because especially like, Right now in the circles of parent rearing that I'm in, like the first grade, the pre-K circles, mm-hmm. it's intense, bro. Like these kids are scheduled already. Oh, I'm like, really? Bro, it's like the t-ball, the soccer, the softball, the computer. Oh, really? that's the early. Yeah, you're oh, like, wow. and I keep thinking to myself, because I really want to be thoughtful around this mindful. It's like, what are you setting them? What's the overarching picture here? Like, Okay, it's good to learn a language. I agree. Yes, Spanish, gotcha. You know, a piano lesson, great. But, like, what do you want to make this kid into, like, a genius? It's not going to be a super... Chances are your kid is not a super genius. Most of us aren't going to have that. And then also you're teaching your kid to never enjoy a free moment of their life, to not learn how to downshift, to be home, to just be with other people, to have conversations, to just exist... You have to teach. You're teaching them that they should always be productive, and I think that's a really oh, scary. Yeah, give them downtime. Yeah, let them watch a cartoon. Let them have a fucking Pepsi and a smile. Your <laughs> yeah. Coke and smile. That, yeah, I, I don't know. And that's how they discover what they're good at is through free play. If they're yeah. constantly, if it's you go from gymboree to t-ball practice, whatever. Yeah, you might have a kid who's an incredible painter, but you'll never know because they never have time to be bored and try things. I know, I know. I kind of just like it. Like I, uh, <laughs> I just fucking couldn't take it this weekend when I was alone with them. And I just sat down and I was watching this show, The Gilded Age. I'm really into like period piece type. Oh, me too. I haven't <laughs> watched that way. Is it good? It's so good. Oh, I need to watch that. That sounds amazing. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I just got to watch an episode of The Gilded Age. Yeah. Tune out. Yeah. And I just let them tear the house apart. I good. was just like, it's an hour. Yeah. They can't. And I just let them go downstairs into the playroom and yeah. they- Fuck shit up, girl. It was like every, yeah, two boys. Oh, wow. Woo! Yeah. Every yeah. toy was pulled down. Wow. Everything. And I was like, it was worth it. I yeah. Totally care. worth it. I, I wouldn't even, even clean it up until I don't clean like it up next week. Yeah. No. Yeah. I stopped cleaning it up. I know. <laughs> I know. No, I was, again, I could have been a great mom if I had just had 10 household employees. I could have been oh, really incredible. Really had it all together. Uh, all right. Let's watch some video. Oh, put your, um, Put your earphones on. I want you to watch oh, some of these videos because you're great. you're kind of a varsity level mom. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. Will you show her? I want to show her the first video. Just look at this because I've I've had people comment sometimes like my kids don't do those things. Your kids are just bad. I'm like, all right, <laughs> maybe you just don't have. We boys. have about oh thirty six hours 
to get all of the crayon off the walls. The room is empty, except for a few guitars and the TV Whoa. and some bedding. Um, but we have to leave. We have to go. The landlord has had enough of the crantastic shenanigans. So wish us luck. I mean. Oh. Did your house ever look like that? Almost. It was close. Also, I mean, I kind of like that. Can I hire those kids? I mean, that's, you <laughs> know. not that bad. I have so little attention to detail, Christina. Uh, I kid you not. One time they did something like that on a wall. Yeah. I didn't notice until the next day. Oh, wow. I, that is how much I live in my head. Yeah, I'm just yeah. kind of, I, I dissociate when I'm stressed. I just yeah. so oh, is that... Oh yeah, that was that didn't yeah. that didn't <laughs> used to be there. That's incredible though. Every wall covered. Every wall covered. Every wall covered it, it in looked, crayon. It looked like at one point a map of the United States, but I think yeah. that was just solid collage work. I don't think that was meant to be. This poor woman. That's incredible. That's the, a lot. W- well, one of the things that we had that was Fuck. close was one of my toddlers <laughs> took a Sharpie and when I walked downstairs, you could see her path. It was the <gasps> kitchen wall across the door on the living room wall. We had a white couch. We bought that. We bought a uh, white couch. Get this. No, when I tried it. to give it away to Salvation Army, they brought the whole truck out. The guy steps out. He looks at it and says, ma'am, come on. We got standards. Salvation Army wouldn't take the white couch that was the centerpiece of my living room for more than a decade. So it, so that the white couch was there at the time. So the Sharpie goes from the living room wall all across the white couch then I notice the baby's bassinet is there. I look in, the Sharpie goes across <gasps> his forehead and then onto the next wall. So that was my equivalent of that. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I, and I didn't clean that up for so, didn't clean no. it off the baby. I was like, this is our, this is our motif now. This is it. You know, yeah. This is it. I, I get so exhausted too that I, I yesterday, Julian was like running and he had a bowl full of turkey sausage <laughs> slices. Yeah. And he just fell. And then the bowl of no. turkey sausage was everywhere. And I was like, guess there's sausage on the floor. Like, I am not cleaning up sausage. It's seven o'clock at night. I'm done, I, dude. I'm cooked. I think that is the best possible reaction because I think that's when a lot of people turn into the Joker. And the <laughs> fact that all you did was ignore it, I think that's actually an incredible reaction. <laughs> Oh, to accept it, to surrender yeah. to the film. Yeah, you surrender. Yeah. <laughs> I surrender. I don't even get mad. Like I, I think because my my parents would get mad at me yeah. for yeah. spilling. And how could you yeah. break something? It's like, guys, I'm a toddler. I don't have this <laughs> motor skills. Like I have no dexterity. So when my kids drop or break, I'm yeah. like, nah, I guess it's broken. Yeah. I, I don't even care. I don't care. Right. I can't. That's the, that is the best possible reaction. I really think so. <sighs> I tell my husband. My husband flips his lid he gets so mad i'm like it's just stuff i don't care and he's like why don't you react i'm like man no well because if you react there's no stopping it it becomes a downward spiral of crazy well and also i reserve my fucks for very important yeah that's a yes yes there's a finite amount of stuff i care about yeah and in my world now like i'm so beaten down by my children (laughs) that i I care about the big things. Like, can they read and write? Right. Great. If not, like, that's I a problem. I went through a phase where I wasn't there. On that, 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 <laughs> that didn't make the list. Yeah. Just like, I don't, 
I, it's the bigger pictures that bother me. Yeah. Not the, you know. And, and honestly, that see, now I can, I can hold forth with my sage wisdom since I Please have an 18 year old. Please tell me. I can't wait. Now, see, I can finally give parenting advice. Because I had me. ideas a few years ago, but I thought, you know, if my kids end up getting fired from their meth labs, maybe that <laughs> I shouldn't give people advice. But now that we're seeing how they turn out. Yeah, tell it's me a, everything. You're, you're handling it exactly, exactly right. I mean. Oh, thank God I'm perfect. It just doesn't matter. Like all this stuff, it just doesn't matter. It is spilling the bowl, leaving the ground up sausage, that someone walked in while they're yeah. writing on the wall. It doesn't matter. It is going to have no impact on whether these kids turn out well or they're killing it. Or, it doesn't matter. So what's the what matters? You tell me. What what I, should I, I be doing? I think that they. It, it matters that they feel like they have your unconditional love. Mm-hmm. That they feel close to you. There's a lot of stuff written about attachment, meaning like, do they feel like they are really deeply connected to you, and are you? Really trying to study them and see who this kid is and let this kid thrive in the way that this kid was meant to thrive and and really taking a step back and observing it. So that means not overscheduling them. And if this Mm. kid is telling you, I hate T-ball, listening to that and saying, "Okay, okay, son or daughter, whatever sounds like T-ball is not for you. I, I that is the only thing I have found that matters. And by the way, so I, let, I let my kids watch so many <laughs> screens, so many screens that we, so what we did instead of limiting so screen time, screen. all yeah, we me. did was have screens off time. <laughs> and then, so there was two hours a day where you couldn't be on oh, screens, but then that got too hard to enforce. So we took it down to an hour. So it was, I'm not kidding, Christina. It was like, all right, from six to 7 PM, you guys can't be on screens. And and we sort of enforced that, and then that was it. Other than that, I was like, I I don't care anymore. Give up? I don't care. Well, and, yeah, and I mean, my my kids are doing well. Like grades are good. They're kind people. They're they're very sweet. Are they so. are they still on the screens twenty four seven? Can you they know, regulate that? Well, it's kind of like when the old story of the dad locking the kid in the closet and making him smoke two packs of cigarettes. My kids are kind of sick of screens. That's you know? amazing. It, well, and and what's funny is, I mean, they will be sitting downstairs painting and yeah. doing things like that because they. They get sick of screens, too. And I, I think what when your kids are little, it's hard to remember that when they start to be around age 9, 10, 11, they will start to have their own interests and want good things for their own lives. So one of my uh, one of my kids who's either the 12 year old or the 14 year old said the other day, I just realized I spent five hours on TikTok. TikTok. Uh, that's really embarrassing. That's not who I want to be. So. Uh, here, take my phone for a minute because I, I want to go do something else. Yeah. And and kids start to make those decisions when you don't mother hen, hen peck them 24-7 about everything they do. I agree. See, I, okay, I have so many thoughts on the screen time thing and like on sugar. I, I, I've, with my kids, I was just like, just drink soda, yeah. eat the sugar. I don't give a fuck. You'll figure it out. Yeah. You'll get sick and you'll fucking figure it out. <laughs> and sure enough, my older boy, Ellis, I'll be like, do you want to go get a milkshake at a McDonald's? He's like, McDonald's sucks. I don't want to go there. See? I don't want to go. And you're See? like, you just uh-huh. turned down McDonald's. That's a kid who turned down. Yep. Like, imagine is growing up. You would never. So th- it worked for him. The younger one, he's still kind of stuff in his face. But he'll, he doesn't drink the whole soda. I get my Dr. Pepper. He takes two sips and he gets rid of it. Because yep. you're just like, okay. And the screen thing. So I was so anti-screen. Yeah. I was such a Gen Xer that I was like, you shouldn't be on the computer. You need to be in nature. And then I was like, yeah, but this kid's good at it. Like my older boy is really good at like figuring out stuff. He taught himself how to code and an app. And I was like, this kid's really into it. And guess what? That's the future. 
Yeah. Okay. The screens. Yes. And so, so my my eighteen year old he developed his own AI algorithm over the summer. He did it for fun during the summer. And, and I, I bring that up just to say the reason he was able to do that is because we didn't severely limit or, or limit at all his screen time. He, he watched hours and hours of YouTube videos about AI. He got really into it. Basically, that's what he's applying to all these cool colleges. That he has a shot at some pretty good colleges, all because he developed a real passion <laughs> for artificial intelligence. There you go. But that, that would have never happened. You can't do that in one hour a day on screens. That's you just so can't. true. And those personalities that are excessive, my personality, my husband's personality, one of my children is more excessive. Yeah. yeah. You do have to get out of their way. Yes. Because you're not yes. going to stop that kid. That yes. kid will wake up at fucking four in the morning yes. and find the iPad and start obsessing. Yep. Like, and, and if they're stifled, they actually start to show signs of mental health deteriorating yeah, because they, they're, they're like greyhound dogs. I mean, you got to let that dog run. Yeah. You got to let him run. At one point, we this was the, my true. son's best trick. This is incredible. We did, we had the, the router for our home Wi Fi. We had it turn off all the kids' devices. Like it would be Donald's iPad or whatever, it would turn off at 11 p.m. or whatever it was. He went in and changed the Mac address. The Mac address, the Mac Stop. identifier is like it would say Christina's iPhone. He switched it. Genius. He got our Google Home device to say Donald's computer. He changed his to say Google Home 86432A. And I always, I'd be like, Google, turn the lights out. And I'd be like, why isn't it? Working, you know, one o'clock in the morning. So, and he was just on his computer like all night. And he's so, earned it. Yeah. And, and he so, th- it. Th- that's another reason I tell mom just give up on screens. You're going to lose. You're, You're going, going to, to lose. lose. These kids are going to outsmart us every time. I mean, just, just give up. You're going to lose. Again, like it is the future. Yeah. So, if you're not letting them explore technology, like, yeah. guess what, dude? These kids are growing up with shit. You don't even. My son is is doing stuff on that computer. I don't even know what the fuck it is. Bro, do you know? Like, I took him to some one of these fucking nerd coding classes. Nerds, any, do you know? You know this, because you're a nerd. There's, like, right. nerd computers. You can buy, like, nerds don't use Apple. They use, like, this fucking... Linux. Yeah. Yeah, he's like it's called a Leviathan or Levon. Yeah. I was oh, like, yeah. what kind of shit? Is-? He's like, oh, it's for coding. Yeah. It's particular. You can buy the frame and the thing. And I was like, yep, dude, yep, I don't yep. even know about. It. It's like a whole underground nerd society. You guys have your own nerd shit. I don't under- wait. So you're surprised that there's computers other than just Macs? for is coding, just for code for for making games and gaming computers. Huh. Yeah, I didn't know that. Huh. Any? I don't think I knew that either. Are you sure that's 100% what that is? It's just a <laughs> yeah, computer that's only made for coding? No, not only, but it's like, it's more... It's um, just like a PC, right? Yeah, it sounds like it's just a PC. Let me see. Yeah, it's a PC. It's an IBM, but yeah. I didn't know what it was called. Yeah, okay. It's called a Lenovo. You ever heard of a... <laughs> What is that like? Really popular? <laughs> yeah. well, they have they have kind of a different reputation. <laughs> what is it? Uh, it has a, has a ThinkPad. <laughs> what you talking what about? What is a Lenovo? <laughs> Why are you guys laughing it's at me? It's just a brand. It's, it's just a brand of a computer. Well, it is. Yeah, they kind of have a it. reputation That's for like, being a little like lower quality. Or <laughs> oh, I've never heard of this in my life. I've heard of well, I've heard of Toshiba. There's Apple and then. There's PC, so Lenovo is one of the PCs. Yeah, it's, it's just—it's yeah. a non-brand to me. I've like, never heard of this. Like, wait, if I if I told you 
I had an Alienware computer? Would you think that was no like clue? Some, <laughs> Alienware? Yeah, it's just a brand. It's nothing fancy. I've never heard of these things. I was like, because I, I was looking at the dork who was using it, and I was like, what's a Lenovo, dude? <laughs> and I had to, I had him write it down because I'm like, look, I'm not, I'm mid forties, bro. I don't know any of this shit. Oh God, sorry. He's like uh, 500 gigabytes or larger. <laughs> Intel i5 or i7 processor, 15-inch screen. Like, all right, dorks. You took a picture of the specs. Oh, good night. Oh, yeah. So you're so getting an education. Shit. Yeah, because I want to get my kids some cool shit. That right? is the funniest thing uh, I think I've ever heard you say. <laughs> God, I feel like at this point we need a montage of all the stupid shit. I like. I swear, my brain, like, how you know how you don't see things? I don't know things normal people know, but I do know the genealogy of morals by Frederick Nietzsche. If you want to oh, talk about that, yeah. But which ma- which matters more, knowing the works of Nietzsche or knowing stupid computer brand and names? Do like, you, know you know what matters? Being in Time by Martin Be- Heidegger. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I fucking read it. See, you don't know the computer stuff because you're focused on what matters. I I don't know, dude. <laughs> I didn't know Lenovo either. Thank you, Smart Chad. Sorry. And he's the smartest one on staff. We did a, we did a test, a series of tests, and oh, Chad really? is the smartest person on staff. Oh, it's true. All right. You want to know something? Thank God. What happened lo- to the person who was the lowest? Were they like a trap door opened or something? Oh, or? no, Chris. No, no. That, we just have the first smartest and the second smartest. We just oh. like to humiliate oh, Chris Larson. Oh, okay. So there wasn't like the, the other one had to stand a in a minute. corner with like a dense hat. Wait or, a minute. Yeah. But she does have a good point. We haven't tested for the dumbest yeah. staff member. Could we not? Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, was, can we opt out of that one? Yeah, I'd love to not take that. Okay. Yeah. Sounds fun. Also, don't forget, yeah. though, what? without us tech niggas, these shows don't release. All right, so let's That's just, what I'm saying. I just, have mad respect for the tech. Mm. All the countries in the UK, go. <laughs> Hello. I respect tech nerds. I'm setting my son up to be a tech nerd. That's how much I respect. <laughs> I respect. I, I acknowledge that he is on now on the dark side of the force, and that's fine. <laughs> Tell him to program a better matrix. I will. Steak tastes good. Is that what he eats? I know the steak is juicy. <laughs> anyway, so six kids. What have you learned from that? What's the lesson? I have learned that you got to be yourself with your kids and and you can either totally lose your identity having kids or having kids can be an opportunity to discover who you really are mm. on a level that you didn't know and uh it's it's really i think one of the most beautiful things you can experience as a parent is the moment that you are your weird ass self and you see this moment of connection with your weird ass <laughs> kids who yeah. get you yeah. and you think this this is all working because we are a family. For example, with my my four teen daughters were standing in the kitchen. We opened the fridge and it was like something out of Poltergeist. It was <laughs> terrible what was happening in there. So gross, just things, the moldy thing. I think they were like something growled at me. It was so bad. <laughs> and so they so we're looking in the fridge, and I was like, "Who's going to clean this up?" And my daughters were like, "Yeah, we don't want to." And I said, well, I can't because I, I've been telling my kids lately. I'm like, I just need staff, guys. I, yeah. This house is so terrible. One of my teens the other day looked around and said, are we white trash? Because <laughs> like, our house, it, it smells bad. It's, it is so messy. 
And I was like, listen, yes. guys, I'm touring a lot. You yeah. know, like some of Don't my shows care. are selling out. And I think that we are going to be able to hire the people that we need to make this house nice. And they're like, yeah, well, go, mom. You know what? what you, I'm going to I'm going to post your tour on my stories, you know, for all that for their national fans, you know, who, yeah, might, yeah. who might be coming out to my shows like the 13 year olds in some <laughs> other part of the country. And um, but in that moment, I realized, you know, my kids do not expect me to clean up because they know I just can't. And we just need to get rich so that we can hire a lot of people. <laughs> and it was this really cool moment of they, they accept me and they think yeah. it's funny that I'm so bad at all of this. But we really get along. And then the, the other thing is I'm giving my kids permission and I'm giving particularly my daughter's permission to be fully themselves. Whereas if I were forcing myself to pretend that I'm an excellent homemaker yes. and I had that glassy-eyed Stepford wife thing going on, what am I modeling for my children? I, I'm so telling true. my daughters that you have to be completely fake for your entire, entire motherhood experience. And uh, so I, I think that's the biggest thing I've taken away, that if you let it, parenthood can be the ultimate experience of figuring out who you really are and being mm. accepted for it. That's huge. Yeah, because I like in learning to parent, I think I did try to be that perfect parent at first, that perfect mom. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, dude, that's not going to work. Like, I'm such a fraud. This isn't yeah. me. It's not working. <laughs> yeah, it's exhausting, <laughs> yeah. too, because like at the same time, I'm also trying to not parent the way I was parented. So it becomes just this like mental gymnastics of like, what would my mom do? Well, I don't want to be my mom. So I'm going to do the opposite. And it's just fucking by the end of the day, I would just be exhausted. And then I was like, I'm not my mom. I'm not mentally ill. My mother was deeply mentally ill. I know I'm not. I'm a little wacky and I don't know what a fucking Lenovo is, but I, I, I'm not schizophrenic. So I know that I'm not going to mess my kids up the way I was messed up. Um, and there is no greater joy than when you do something weird with your kids and then they do it right along. Yeah. yeah and they're like, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Like I, I love playing like crazy music for my kids and then being like, fuck yeah, dog. Like, <laughs> like it's the, like I played rock lobster for them this weekend. Oh, yeah. The B-52s. Yeah. And the, the younger one was like, all right. Like he immediately was like, ah, ah, ah. And they all got weird with me in the kitchen. And I was like, mom, this is cool, obscure music that no one's ever heard of. (laughs) And that's when you're like, this is important. That's important. The fucking, you know, the B-52s that, you know, rock lobster and that, you know, to get down on the floor and then jump up at the right time. Cause that's, what's going to fucking win you friends in life and make you happy. And like. Not knowing how to play t-ball. Yeah, know? don't worry about t-ball. <laughs> Fuck t-ball. Right. But but that stuff and spending that time with you, I think is like, because I don't remember having many good memories with my parents of like, of that, of yeah, just of like, just, yeah. and that's, I feel like that's the stuff you want to have. Right. For the memories yes. of just like being in the kitchen and a fun song comes on or Honestly, pancakes on a Saturday or whatever, you know? That is so much better than a scheduled activity. <laughs> yeah. Any no. day. Fuck any day to shit. just dance around your living room to rock lobster. Yeah. But any day that is better. I know. And seeing them for who they are and not yeah. trying to like impose your will. Yeah. That's tough. It's but, so important. But don't you think too, so so a sidebar, because I was thinking about this too, is like, I guess there are mo- women that don't struggle with motherhood on the level that you and I do. <laughs> And I'm really? like, yeah, yeah I, I know. So. I'm like, really? <laughs> but then I wonder if they ever struggled with personhood to begin with. You know what I mean? Like, were they introspective? 
That's interesting. Before yeah. and probably not like because some people just are not introspective. You know, they don't they don't agonize. Yeah. Excuse me, I'm gonna throw up over <laughs> basic ex- existential stuff. The the, the concept know? makes her vomit. That she's like, oh, they yeah. didn't agonize. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I can't get the concept. <laughs> See, even even my my body is like existential. Yeah, right? yeah like I'm so fucking <laughs> troubled um, in my brain. <laughs> yeah, and and I think also some women I know women who let's say they were the oldest of eight kids, and so it's it's just Fuck. a natural thing for to them to do they've seen it modeled they've seen a model so they're going from memory of oh this is how you do this imagine if coming from a loving happy home where you had six siblings and everyone gets along and mama and papa made the Doubtful. porridge every night or whatever yeah. i mean it's like i guess you would just have this you could go to your memories of like oh this is how we do things and this is normal and right so i maybe some women just have that experience oh that's what it is they don't have profound childhood trauma oh maybe so (laughs) (laughs) wait a minute there's a positive blueprint that they're referring to right right so maybe that lex woman that we covered a couple episodes back remember the perfect mom no she's on meth no no (laughs) no no positive blueprint but like maybe so, like, maybe those types of moms just have better blueprints for momming. Like, maybe she had a dope-ass childhood and, like, she doesn't have to do the extra work, the mental gymnastics that, that I have to do. Probably, but there are still only 24 hours in a day. So. I know. How do you do that? How do you keep I the mean, house maybe that if clean? I mean, maybe if you are really passionate, there are some women who they really enjoy hands-on kind of things. That That is their thing. That is their their passion, the thing, their, the blue flame, you know, they, they really like that sort of thing. So I guess if that's one of those activities that you really like and it gives you energy, for me, mm. anything that is not being cerebral Sames. and overanalyzing things in my head is exhausting to Sames. me. Whereas like doing an Excel spreadsheet, I'm like, this is a oh. vacation. This is incredible. Oh, that, that would it. kill me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm oh. Like, yeah. As long as it, anything analytical... I love, but yeah. the minute I have to move, use my hands in any way, I'm exhausted. But yeah. I know people that say, oh, I could just spend all day in the garden. I no, just love I it. I love cleaning. It's what oh, I do to I relax. Know. I'm like, I was always wishing I could be one of those women that, know. that cleaning relax. Yeah. I have a friend that cleaning relaxes her and she Ooh. would come home from a full day of work she, and does, clean. Can I hire her? I know. <laughs> like, does she want to come to my house? But like endless energy. Like she's one of those women that's very, but like you said, I think it's an orientation of what energizes you versus what depletes you. And for some women being fit, like physical expression yeah. that way, yep. cooking, cleaning, doing, the doing body, yep. that's that energizes them. For me, I fucking... I'm I die. Cooked. I die. Yeah. Yeah. Like by the end of the weekend with my boys, I'm cu- I'm just like, oh my god, dude. I'm like, well, I need alcohol. I have to drink tequila. That's why my face is all puffy. I was <laughs> drinking alcohol. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh like I, I know a friend who's like, I had the most incredible weekend. I was able to take all five kids on a nature walk and we collected leaves and then we Aww. spread them out on the table and we labeled them and we made a little oh, craft that, that, you lost out of me the on leaves. The and part. I was like, I'd be arrested. I'd be in prison if I tried to do that. That would have gone so badly. Like one time I tried to take my kids out to fly kites, but you've probably seen now that you've been in Texas for a while. Sometimes we Lightning. have gale force winds. Yeah. No, gale force winds yeah. in the spring and the fall. And I'm so ADHD, I forgot to check the weather. And so I have this kite and the wind is... It, it, it was like 
a, a, a murderous object. It's like slamming oh into the God. ground. The kids are crying. Like the baby starts <laughs> crying. I'm breastfeeding. Like I've got leakage all uh, over the shirt. I almost killed another toddler with this kite flying around. And then the string broke. The The wind was actually so bad. The kite broke off this <laughs> the string and the three kids were pointing at it in the sky. Like, where's uh, our kite? I was like, I'm never going outside again. That's it for me. I yeah. tried. I tried Done. once. We're never doing this again. Yeah, there are certain things I won't do. Um, like county fairs can go fuck themselves. <laughs> I'm not doing that alone with two kids. Can you make merch? Can you put that on a t-shirt so that I can buy it? <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing like fucking swap meets or like or any public get like oh my god the worst was galas right you've been to galas like yeah <laughs> the worst is like uh, touch a truck what fucking touch a truck it's a it's they Can't do you it, do that in any parking lot like, no that's what i thought so touch a truck it's this event that happens it was a camp maybury this last year it happened on the hottest goddamn day of the year is truck a metaphor for something or no, is that no it's it's gay men it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a guy named truck and he bends yeah, I was over gonna say it. and like, he spreads, that sounds like austin actually he spreads yeah. his asshole and, <laughs> and your children Touch his asshole. No, so, yeah, that is the Austin event. I would. Yeah, I know. I'd expect. rather touch yeah. an asshole. So, so they bring all these dope ass trucks out. It's great. Like, there's the ambulance. There's the fire truck. There's the digger truck. There's the truck of your mother's truck. And you, t- it's from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. And um, yeah, dog. So I was like, I'm gonna be this mom of the year and take my kids to stupid ass touch a truck on this hot day. It's full of motherfuckers. You have to park 10 blocks away. I'm dragging my kids. It's too hot. There's no way to stand in line for water. Were there bathrooms? No. See, that's fucking perfect time. See, see that sad mom? Scroll up. Look how, in the header, uh, up higher. Look how sad that mom is. That's touch a truck in a nutshell. She's already dead. I mean, she's that's just like inside. her corpse. <laughs> it's 200 degrees outside. And she's like, just fucking honk the horn so I can get out of this truck. Honk and the what, horn, Jimmy. What kind of truck is this? That could be it, like there's a, there's many trucks, and and then like it's a little boys. Their boys love it, right? Well, I there's a free touch a truck thing at every Walmart parking lot that is know. much you know, easier parking. You can get closer to them. God, and all the kids are sick and coughing all over. Oh. It's just a fucking nightmare. Yeah, and that's when you're like, I'm not. I'm no, this is yeah, nothing done. good happens I'm when done. you leave the house. I'm done doing any organized activity yeah. like nope. this. I'm not going to the rodeo. I'm not yeah. doing. T- I'm not doing the monster truck rally. I'm not doing anything. Yeah. No fucking pumpkin festivals. Yeah. We're going to, you know what I like doing in Austin is just like finding a trail. Yes. Let's oh, just wait trail walk like outside on a trail. I like to do that with Oof. them because then they okay. pull bark off trees and they take a stick and they hit the tree with the stick and they throw rocks in the water. Like that's cool. Okay. I'm impressed with that. I would struggle with that. Because well, it's there. Texas, you have wasps flying at I you and know. snakes and scorpions. And, and I, I, I might do that. If I lived in Rhode Island, I'd, I'd be on the trails all the time. <laughs> Rhode Island. But yeah. I want you to play this clip, Vegetables for Kids. Please okay. watch this yeah, and tell me if okay. you understand what this guy I'm going to show you how to cook the perfect veggies even the fussiest of eaters will love. First, you've got to peel, then chop. Now, this is the most important part. You must cut them into moons exactly like this because it makes it so much easier to chuck them in the bin. <laughs> then you can serve rice again for the third time this week. Don't forget their iPad. And, of course, you're going to need tomato sauce. Standing ovation. Right? Standing ovation. Yes. 
hundred percent. How many times have you tried to make the most nutritious? Yo, one time I roasted, like I roasted a chicken and there was carrots and celery yeah. and the, you know, sweet potato and like you, and they don't even eat it. Just goes right in the fucking trash. Uh, I, I, God damn it, I, I, I gave up. Do you know the ballerina farm woman? Have you seen this on no. Instagram? Just be careful pulling up her account. Oh, uh, right. Ballerina farm. She is so good at life. It boggles the mind. She's like the other woman you were talking about, Lexi, except Lexi. she has six kids. And she also had about six babies in eight years, but it's 100% opposite experience of mine. (laughs) So the other day, Christina, she made lasagna. See if you can find her her. lasagna video. I actually have the top comment there, which is honestly the crowning achievement of my career. Uh, Is it? It might be that one in the middle. Um, Very exciting for me. Oh, there I am. Look at that. Look look what I said. Everything from scratch lasagna. Um, Exclamation mark. Oh, wait, what'd you write? I'm just surprised she didn't make the plates first on a pottery. Yeah. (laughs) By the way, I got more followers for that than any of my stand-up comedy. So it's good to know. I guess I should just comment on Ballerina Farm. Like, that's my new career plan. So look at this. It's amazing. She has a baby. And the baby's not screaming. See and how they get, they look at that, do look, that? Look at that. She's holding a baby. How? And the baby's not screaming. She I had know. scissors right there. The baby didn't grab the scissors. Yeah, or the knife. Why aren't the toddlers fighting? Why is nobody getting burned? See, I also think this has to do... Oh, see, the passy fell out. Yeah. I know, and she's got the Vitamix. She's making her own pasta but for the, lasagna. But the kid doesn't want to put their hand in the Vitamix. Like, so here's the deal. Here's what I think part of this has to be. The temperament of your children. Yeah. Because you must have to have chill temperament otherwise like yeah. who the fuck is watching the kids because they usually want to be yeah. all up in your business when you're making noodles you know how exciting yeah. that is yeah my kids one time i did a I, I was looking at some ancestry stuff and i realized that my people are from all of the areas that were taken over by the vikings and at the moment i was googling that i've been ignoring the kids i looked over my three daughters were holding their baby dolls by the feet and hitting each other yeah. with them and i was like yeah. we're we're like purebred vikings yeah, like this animals. and this explains my children like they're yeah. they're just jumping off the walls yeah, like yeah, being yeah, crazy all animals. the time there is not if someone had said jen you you can have a, a box full of gold doubloons and treasure <laughs> if you can just make lasagna from scratch. Like she has six kids. Let's half the number of kids with three little kids around. How? I couldn't have done it. I would have had to forfeit. I couldn't have done it. I think too, I think part of it is is the mom's temperament, obviously, too, because I'm too neurotic. Like when I had an when I had like a newborn and a toddler, I don't think I had it in me to be calm enough to be like, I'm gonna cook right now. I think oh, it's yeah. it's me. <laughs> yeah. It's like my temperament. I'm way too. I'd be like the baby, the baby, the toddler. What are they doing? I did it. I did it. So like, I don't know, dude. Maybe these chicks are like super chill. I don't know. They must be. You, maybe she's. She, well, she comes from ten kids. She's one so of she, ten. That's kids. So what she it is. Shot, yeah, she saw it modeled. Yeah, she it's has the that blueprint. Yeah. So she knows how to be chill yeah. amongst chaos. Because mm-hmm. like, not unlike my decision to watch the telly. And let my kids tear up the playroom. I mean, who knows? Maybe in the background, her kids are tearing up the house, but she's like, I'm used like, to this. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. And she knew, and, and when you come from that positive family structure, you have a natural sense of, is this normal? 
is yeah. this okay? You and I, we don't no know. Way. We never saw it modeled. So think about how much mental energy that takes to think, is this normal? Is this normal? Is this, is this normal? normal? Is this normal? Oh my God. Versus just day. knowing. It's just intuitive. It's just in your bones. Yeah, because I didn't know children. I did yeah. not know babies. Yeah. I, the first baby I held was my own. Yes, so, I had in yeah. my whole life also two babies before I, yeah. So you don't know what behavior is what. So you're right. like, dude, am I a kid's maniac? Yeah. Okay, and I also play no play no more sleepovers. I want you to I want okay. to hear your opinion on this one too. Quit allowing your child to stay at everybody's house. You can't trust the parents. You can't trust the other kids. You can't trust the other friends of the kids. You can't trust nobody. Nobody will watch your child like you. All it takes is for one person to touch your child and your child will be messed up for the rest of his or her life. What do you think? I like that one, actually. I do, too. Because I know some weirdos. Samesies. And I think of things that happened at sleepovers <laughs> when I was a kid. And, uh, yeah, I mean, as much as I'm big on, like, let people help you with your kids, not the, you know, family with the weird stepdad who's, oh, yeah, your kid, can, your four-year-old can come anytime. Come over here. Like, Thank yeah. you, dude, because we, we hung out with this guy, this grown man, and he was like, yeah, you guys should come over. And I was like, you don't understand. You don't want my kids in your fucking house, dude. Like he's like, no, I really want. And I was like, oh, forget yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Any grown man, yeah, that's like, I really want your fucking toddler over. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, no thanks, hard pass, bro. Hard pass. Yeah, yeah. Fucking fuck, I see you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we we're we're pretty. We're, so how? What's your policy on like sleepovers? They have to be of an age that I think that they really really understand that they could tell us or call us um, if someone was being weird. And, and I've also talked to them, because I, I remember, you know, we back in school, I mean, we heard things about creepy people, but I think it didn't fully register for me, because looking back, I realized there was a friend's uncle who I moved, I moved all the time, so like, thank God I moved before he did anything. But looking back, I think he was grooming me, and I didn't realize <sighs> it. He would talk about how we're really good friends, and he'd sit Ooh, next to me. Thank God no. we moved. But so I told my kids... If there is anyone older than you, older sibling, uh, adult, whatever, who is trying to be your friend, yeah. text me immediately. You're, you're going home. And we can say you have a tummy ache, whatever. So they have to be like 11, 12. The other thing is our, our kids don't get phones until about eighth or ninth grade, but they do Great. have iPads and stuff. So we have them connect to the Wi-Fi as soon as we get there and text us. And I mean, I'll, I'll go back over to the house if I haven't gotten a text from the kid because I want them to have that line of communication to us and we've I told them that. I'll pick you up at two o'clock in the morning we can just say you don't feel well if you need a graceful way to get out of it but just call us anytime if you're sorry so what anything. age so this is like a play day or what age do you let them sleep over sleep over I 11 12 at the very youngest and they don't have a phone by them but you give them the ipad they and they the can iPad. text you on yeah. the ipad that's brilliant i like yeah. that and the like mom that. has to be home if it's if it's like oh yeah, yeah yeah it wouldn't if it's just a guy and that or if like the the <laughs> uncle is in town and he suggested everyone have a sleepover uh, fuck your no, no <laughs> way yeah. bro yeah that is so funny dude i think about people that like let their kids spend the night with my single ass dad and me. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, my dad would run around in a Speedo and like, ugh, I mean, he didn't do anything. Incredible. He didn't molest us or anything, but shit, I'd be like, no, you're not. You're not kicking it <laughs> with in the weird. 80s. I mean, they didn't care. They didn't give a I was a latchkey kid. Same. Like my husband was a latchkey kid. It was like, I was like seven years old, just letting myself into the house, <sighs> go eat a sleeve of cookies by 100%, myself, dude. watch some TV. <laughs> 100%. Like, 
I don't know. And I, I wonder if the world was as dangerous. We just didn't know it or like just nobody cared. Just nobody cared. Because <laughs> I, I don't buy this that the world is getting more and more dangerous. Yeah, I, don't I just think, think so. you're hearing about these weird beards more because we're yeah. able to catch these fuckers. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, God. Okay. I don't want to end on pet. I shouldn't have shown that. I shouldn't have shown that. Let's end on something positive. Let's do I need a night nurse. Last night I was holding Sadie at about 4 a.m., her new wake-up time. And uh, I looked over at our video baby monitor, and I saw that Sadie wasn't in her crib, and I panicked. I panicked. I almost threw Sadie in the air to go look for Sadie. Um, uh, I need a night nurse. Did you get what she said? Yeah, oh yeah. Who hasn't oh, yeah. done that one where you're like, where's the baby? Uh, where's the baby? Well, <laughs> I haven't because my kids were never that calm. I swear, like my babies, like they cried all the time. I always knew where they were. They never just chilled out. I, I couldn't uh, have made that video when my kids yeah, were babies. I, I had one that was that calm. And the rest were maniacs when they were little babies. I know. But I to her point, I, you know how Elon Musk has got all this money and he's doing all this green energy, whatever. If I become a billionaire... I'm telling you that I, I'm going to do something to help moms without a support system. I'll, yeah. I'll give, I'll subsidize them getting night nurses or whatever, but you, you can't do it. It's too hard. It is too hard. I have a friend who um, had a, a baby, the, ba- the baby daddy bounced and she had to raise the newborn and everything oh, on her own so alone. Hard. And the irony is her sister like lived down the hall from her. And wouldn't help her because no. they have like a bad relationship. Yeah. And I was like, you got to be kidding me, bro. Like, there's no resentment like that. Like, if you're yeah. like up oh, with this yeah. newborn and that yeah. guy bounces and then your piece of shit sister lives down the hall and won't oh. help you. I was like, did that put me in a mental hospital? I would spend all of my years waiting till she's in the nursing home and then be like, oh, did you want my child to come visit you? I, yeah. I am that vengeful and resentful. Same, same. I, I would be like just counting the days <laughs> until she's 80 and yeah. we can finally put this plan of vengeance into action. The rest yeah. of my life would be just biding Bitch. time to like get I revenge. I know. Well, on that note, Jen Weiler. What, what's coming up? Where can people find you? You're so funny, and I'm so happy for you that you're crushing it. She's selling out everywhere. Uh, where, can, where can people see your dates? JFcomedytour.com, because no one can spell Fullweiler, no, so I, I just did JFcomedytour.com. Yeah, that's all my dates. I'm going everywhere, doing a club tour for this one, Yay. and uh, I'm having a lot of fun. Amazing. Well, I'm so happy you exist, and I'm so happy we met finally, because people have been telling me to to yeah. link up with you forever yeah. and I'm so glad we're buddies now because now you're in Austin and I expect you I hope you come back on the show a whole lot more anytime I, I would love, love to you. this is so much fun honestly this is I've done a lot of interviews and this is my favorite and I all swear right. I'm not just saying that fuck yeah but. dog alright well thank you so much uh, for watching please subscribe to the show so that every time a video drops you just get it automatically uh, leave me a voicemail 213-375-5184 or leave me an email where my mom's at at gmail.com get on your your Laveau Pro uh, computer <laughs> what's it called Laveau Pro that's, yeah. get on your Lenovo get them as a sponsor yeah Laveau if you've Pro. heard of such a thing yeah. I don't even know if you know about them but uh, we broke that <laughs> hot tip today you guys <laughs> alright until next time stay cool moms bye where my mom's where my mom's where my mom's at where my mom's wearing thongs hitting bongs at raising kids cleaning shits need a long nap 
Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's 